This episode is brought to you by TickPick, where smart fans buy and sell tickets. Check out TickPick for the best ticket prices for your next game, concert, or event, and use promo code PODCAST to save 10 bucks off any order over $49. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com. Promo code PODCAST. Talking Sports is being brought to you by mybookie.ag, the safest place to play. The only place I take my action, the only place I trust. Visit mybookie.ag today. Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NFL and our predictions and our standings in the NFL. We also talk about Jamel Hill. We're also going to talk about the Major League Baseball World Series, which starts now. And we also talk a little bit about what happened with Eric Bledsoe, the Phoenix Suns, Errol Watson, and the rest of the NBA. And that's coming up on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, Al Qualls, and with me, I got one of the other co-hosts with us, Adrian Cratwell. Fortunately, Earl Ross couldn't make it. Uh, hopefully, he may join us. He may not. He may be. He's, I think he's on special assignment again somewhere. Um, not nowhere in particular. I think he's covering all sports. But I do have Adrian Cratwell with me. So without further ado, what's going on, Adrian? Man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's a happy hump day. Uh, you know, a lot of interesting things been uh been going on in that that thing we call sports. So I'm ready to dive in. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get right into it. So I know we have to get back to the last week's standings and the predictions that we made from last week. So I'm gonna turn it over to you, Adrian, and let's get it going. All right. So just to recap. Uh, I believe, what did I do with my notes here? I forget. Does the app, the overall, I believe, I think Earl is eight and eight, and I think both of us are seven and nine. Okay. You're eight and eight, and me and, me and Earl are seven and nine. But based off of last week's predictions and, uh, Let's go ahead and pull up the scoreboard here. And that was week seven, I believe. Scores. All right, so looks as though the Thursday night game, the Raiders won, in a, in a matter of fact, which has to be probably the Thursday night games I've ever, ever seen on TV. That game was incredible. They had the four, the four plays with no time left on the clock due to penalties where the Raiders was, uh, was able to come out on top and win the game. Well, that was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game. <laughs> but uh, you, sir, Mr. Mr. Al, were the only one who picked the Raiders. Um, the Ravens-Vikings game, the Vikings came out on top. Me and you picked the Vikings, and uh, Earl picked the Ravens. Uh, for the Saints-Packers, we all picked the Saints. Uh, Jets-Dolphins, <laughs> we all picked the Jets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. wow. Um, Panthers, Bengals. I'm sorry, Panthers, Bears. Uh, the Bears won, uh, and we all picked Panthers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cardinals, Rams. The Rams won that big uh, that game big time. Um, you and uh, you and Earl both picked Arizona, and I picked the Rams. We'll never do that again. <laughs> uh, Bucks, Bronc, Bucks, Bills. Uh, Buffalo won that game. Uh, you and Al both picked Buffalo, and I picked the Buccaneers. Uh, Jags, Colts, uh, we all, well, dang, uh, the Jags won. 
Um, you and Al both picked, I mean, sorry, you and Earl both picked the Jags, and I picked the Colts. Uh, Titans-Browns, we all picked the Titans, and the Titans won. 49ers-Cowboys, oh, gosh, God, I wish I could take that one back. <laughs> but, uh, you're the only one, out that picked, uh, picked Dallas. Me and Earl both picked the Niners. Uh, Seahawks-Giants. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped one. Bengals-Steelers. Okay. Steelers, Steelers beat the Bengals, and we all picked the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants-Seahawks. Uh, you and I both picked the Seahawks, and Earl picked the Giants. I guess he... <laughs> Earl, girl, Earl and the Giants is like the kiss of death right now. Right, right. Broncos, Chargers. We both picked the Chargers, and Earl picked the Broncos. Uh, Falcons, Patriots. We all picked the Patriots, and Redskins, Eagles. Uh, we all ah, you and uh, you and Earl picked the Eagles, and I picked uh, the Redskins. So. For this week, let me just do a quick uh, go back here really quick. Rams, it's the Bills, it's the Jags, Titans, Cowboys, Steelers, Seahawks, Chargers, Pats, Eagles. All right, so while we're going through this, I will tally it up. Mm-hmm. To get some scores here. So uh, while I'm doing that, uh, what did you think of uh, Week Seven's uh, games? Uh, did, did anything kind of jump out at you? Not necessarily. Um, I really didn't. To be honest, I not necessarily. That's all I could say. I mean, nothing really jumps. At least to me, nothing really jumps out to me. Um, that was alarming at this point. I think that. The only thing I can I will say uh, is in regards to this whole thing with the Panthers and Cam Newton, Cam Newton, um, this should be cause for alarm. I thought Atlanta, I thought Atlanta would be a lot better than where they are right now. I don't know what the reason is behind that. You would have thought that they have a chip on their shoulder after losing the Super Bowl, but it doesn't seem as though that they're interested in going through this whole regular season. It's like they're not trying to play for in the AFC again, in the playoffs again. So I'm, 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 I'm very puzzled with the Atlanta Falcons and how they're playing right now. Um, outside of that, I really – Eagles, man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, with Aaron Rodgers out, his NFC is up for grabs. Eagles can really jump on this. And and keep keep the momentum going because truth be told, they right now playing like they're the best in the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eagles, yeah, the Eagles are doing their thing. Um, I guess oh, real quick before you before before you, I'm sorry. Real quick, I saw a funny thing about this, a stat about this because um, some I, I mentioned that Carson Wentz used to play for the Cleveland Browns and <laughs> they let him go. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just feel bad for the Browns. Like they have every opportunity to get the quarterback that they need. And it's, to be honest, I, I take that back. I don't feel bad for the Browns more as so well. I feel bad for the organ, the management, the organization as a whole, because for the Eagles to do what they can and everything starts with the offensive line. Like, as long as your offensive line is solid, you could do wonder. Your quarterback can be pretty good. And it's showing right now with Carlson Wentz. Like, he's, by all means, like, he's playing under a great offensive line in Philadelphia. But that's just my opinion. Um, Philly's definitely – the offense is high-powered. I uh, will say that. Um, Wentz is really playing his butt off every – Really doing great things. Philly did a Philly did an excellent job trading up to get the number one pick from Cleveland to uh, to secure their quarterback. Um, with that being said, uh, 
Yeah, the Eagles. Eagles look good. Um, I, I still think. I still think in the NFC. Kind of still early, too, a little too early to tell. I mean, the Seahawks are starting to get the legs underneath them. Dallas seems to have their swagger back. I guess it's all contingent on uh, Ezekiel Elliott and what's going to happen with his suspension. Um, so the NFC, I mean, you got a, you got a handful of folks. Uh, AFC, man, you know, you, you just don't know. Patriots look good one week. Chiefs look good one week. I still think it's the Chiefs and the Patriots that are going to probably the creme of the crop. Oakland, with that big win, looks like they're probably going to take that step to be what we predicted them to be. Um, still curious about Deshaun Watson and Houston. See if they can uh, continue their winning ways. So it's just going to still still a little too young in the season. And uh, almost at the half, uh, next week will be the, I guess you could consider the halfway point. You know, in this 16-game season, you know, eight, the eighth week, so eighth, ninth week, I guess you could look at it as the halfway point. Uh, so it's still a lot of good football to be left to be played. Uh, so definitely be looking forward to see how things uh, kind of go down in the home stretch, especially once you hit December, to see who's going to pull away to, to be the, uh, the playoff teams. Uh, with that being said, tallying up week seven's uh, choices, Al, you are the uh, clear favorite. Uh, you finished the uh, the week at twelve and three. <laughs> wow. Uh, Earl finished at seven and eight, and I finished at eight and seven. So uh, you clearly won that week. Uh, I need to go back and tally up the uh, the overalls. So I'll have that here probably by the next episode. Okay. Once we do the next one. All right. And uh, before the end of the show, we'll go ahead and get our picks. Matter of fact, we'll just go ahead and do it now. There you go. Uh, NFL weeks. Once we reach out to Earl, he'll 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 do his a little later date. Right. 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 Uh, um. Before I mean, why are you doing that? Quick question. Yes, sir. Did anybody see if the Dallas Cowboys, um, any of the players kneeled? Uh, I believe one of the, the Cowboys raised their fist. But none of them kneeled? Correct. Okay. All right. Um, I know the – I think the 49ers did. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And we talked about that before. Like, to be honest, any all the other teams right now would be meaningless because we wanted to see what would happen with Dallas – Seeing that still Jerry Jones put that, you know, statement out to say, hey, if you don't, you know, if you kneel, you know, you will be benched. So right. I, was, we was very, I was very curious to see what the Dallas Cowboy play, players would do, if any of them would do it. And it seemed like if none of them did it, then we, like I said, we know where we stand, where they stand. And, you know, we know how it's going to end up being going forward. So I was just curious to see if anybody kneeled. All right. Well, the Thursday night game, tomorrow night's game is the Dolphins-Ravens. Dolphins-Ravens? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, um, where is it at? Ravens? Yeah, in Baltimore. Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah, same here. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the QB for the Miami. Cutler is hurt, so. Yeah. I'm going to Ravens. Uh, next is uh, – Vikings Browns in Cleveland. Um, I, I want to go with Vikings, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Vikings. I'm gonna stick with Vikings. Cleveland hasn't done anything for me to say otherwise. So yeah, I'm gonna do Vikings. Same here. Uh, Chargers Patriots in uh, Foxborough. Patriots. Saints in New Orleans. Saints. Yep. So far, we are four for four. Uh, Panthers, Bucks in uh, Tampa. <sighs> yeah. Which can we get? This will probably be the the toss up. I, I 
<sighs> Every time I say the the Buccaneers, they lose. So, I want, where is it at? Cal- I mean, is it in um, Carolina? It's in Tampa. Uh, uh, I don't know. I uh, that's a toss up because Carolina has not shown me any reason for me to be confident in them right now, especially after this whole ordeal with Cam Newton. Um, whew, I would say, you know what? I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I was gonna go Tampa myself. <laughs> Because they've lost a lot of close games. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, – Cam is right now – I don't know what's going on with that right now. And until I know he's his head is in the game, I can't trust him right now. All right, same here. Same here. All right, Coach Bengals in Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Cincy on this one. Yep, same here. Same here. This is – uh, Raiders Bills in Buffalo. Wow, uh, uh, in Buffalo, if it wasn't, you know what? I'm gonna go with Raiders, but I know Buffalo is playing really well right now. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Raiders. I'm going with Raiders because it seems like they're back. <laughs> it seems yeah. like even though Marshawn Lynch is suspended for this game. Because he pushed that ref during the last game. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll with uh, the Raiders. All right. So, we got my lowly Niners against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Y'all be all over. We're going with that. <laughs> That's not even a kid. That's like a kid. <laughs> you already answered it for me. So, yeah. I ain't got nothing to say about that. Let's go ahead and just move on to the Falcons Jets in New York. I can't trust the Falcons. I'm going to go with the Jets. I, I just can't trust the Falcons right now. They haven't done little for me to be, to, to, you know, to even go, go that route with them. They won in three. No, they won in three in the last four games, right? Something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I got to go with the Jets. I, I'm going to jump on the Falcons. Um, I think they want a little bit of redemption from last week, so I'm going to run with the Falcons. Okay. Um, Texans Seahawks. And they're playing in Seattle. Seahawks. Yeah. Especially if they, they especially if, if the rumors are correct about them get, trying to get Dwight Freeney. They signed him. Oh, then Seahawks, without question. Yeah, yeah, they signed him. Um, Cowboys, Redskins, NBC. Cowboys, I got to ride with them. Yeah, them boys looked uh, pretty nice last week. Yeah, but they were playing the uh, they were playing the lowly liners, so I really that can't really speak much. But yeah, I'm still going with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steelers, Lions in Detroit. Steelers, mm-hmm. and that whole thing with Matavius Bryant is. is Yo, did you did you, yeah. did you hear that he got promoted to the practice yeah. squad? Yes, yes, and that's why I, I, I'm just. I, you know what? I will say this: I got a lot of respect for the management because they could have just been like, you know what? I'm, you know, we could just trade him away, you know, just get rid of him. But you know what they did? They took ownership and said, you know what? We're gonna show you, you know, you still gonna be a part of this squad. And we're gonna show you how you know you're 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 just gonna get moved to the to the back of the line. Right. I, I gotta respect them for that. To be honest, I wish a lot of teams do that because they control the players. Like this whole thing, and I, I don't mean to jump off topic, but like with NBA, with players wanting to be traded because they're not happy with where they are. You know, you could easily just do that round and just put them in the bench and just ha- and bench the person. You know what I'm saying? And just let him just stew it out for the whole season. Like, I would kind of wish some teams I, – I, any, any, any sport, I wish some teams would do that to let the players know that they can't control – they can't run the, the asylum. And right. I, I, respect the, I respect Pittsburgh for doing that because that's the first time I heard someone – a team actually doing that to a player that was not happy. 
Well, Seattle always has a excuse me. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh always has a niche for when the, of, of knowing the time to let go of a wide receiver. Like they let go of Santonio Holmes after he won the game with a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Sure. So I think that's what Steelers are probably end up doing. You know, Juju Smith, Juju uh, Sister Smith. I, I hope I pronounced his name right. Uh, the rookie that they have at wide receiver. He's panning out all right. Yes. So they're going to look at this and be like, you know what? Yeah, we'll continue to pay your salary then, and then we'll just cut you. Yeah. And go on your merry way. We don't they, – they don't – and the Steelers still continue to just, just continue to be that great team despite, you know, doing all the things that they do. So, like you said, they're, they're in great shape, and they, they know exactly what they're doing over there. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, let's just be honest. Like, he wasn't like the – a good saint there on it on, on Pittsburgh to begin with anyway. So right. he right. already had I mean to be honest, he had one I mean he was already on his second strike. So True. I mean like he really didn't really have anything to any leverage in this situation to begin with. Right. You know, but that just goes to show you know how players think that they you know they know they're good. They know they could bring a lot of uh a lot to the table, but you know he you know uh can't abide by the rules and then think that, you know, you can do what you want to do. The Steelers could have easily let you go, but decided to stick with you. But drafted a wide receiver just in case you were dumb enough to, 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 to you know, to get suspended again. And now he's putting his own foot in his mouth and he's going to probably end up getting released. But, yeah. you know, some team, will, some team will do some good for him, so. I, to be honest, I could see a team like Dallas picking him up down the road. Uh, surprise. Nah, he needs to go like he needs to he, Mark my words. I'm saying it right now. Now. <laughs> I'm surprised teams haven't reached out like willing to give him, you know, draft picks for the dude. But, but that's I, that's what I was that's why I was curious. I would think that, you know, they would reach out to other teams to see what his value is in the um trading, you know, for trades. Right. But you know, they also like I said, is is definitely something I never heard of them disciplining and demoting a person. So, I mean, kudos to them for at least doing, sticking to their guns. Right, exactly. All right, well, the last game, the Monday nighter, and the Cowboys, and the, I'm sorry, the Steelers-Lions is the, the Sunday night game. Okay. Um, the Monday night game is the Broncos at the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Same here. Same here, just because uh, – Denver is having quarterback issues. Yeah. Or inconsistent quarterback play, I should say. Well, Kansas City has been known to do that every now and then as well. Yeah, Kansas City defense is playing like trash. Really? It's clicking. You can't say nothing about the offense. True, true, true. So, we'll see. See that whole thing playing, uh, pans out. All righty, sir. Now that we've gotten that out the way. Moving on to the next topic. Um, don't know about you, but uh, I haven't really paid much attention to the whole ESPN as a channel as of late, just because of all of the, you know, this politi- political and stuff that's been going on with Jamel Hill. I heard she's back on the air. Mm-hmm. I heard that she even gave a public apology and accepted blame and um, for her latest tweets about, you know, the Cowboys should be, you know, if you want to hurt the Cowboys, you know, you hurt them where it hurts them the most and through advertisement. And I guess ESPN was like, yo, when you talk about advertisement, you're talking about how it can also affect ESPN. So, you know, they went ahead and took action. Um, mm-hmm. So I really haven't paid much attention to ESPN, and it, it hurts me because, you know, college football Saturdays, you know, that's a lot of games are shown ESPN, so it hurt to, to kind of switch by all those channels. But I'm curious, did you get a chance to, to see her on the 6th on Monday or get any feedback from her uh, being back on the show? I have not. I guess I got so used to back, bypassing the channel. I just haven't, <laughs> haven't been back to the channel. Uh, so I just wanted to get your quick take on, you know, what you thought about the situation, her being back, 
do you think ESPN is going to continue to employ her into 2018 or keep her under contract? Or do you think they're going to just kind of let the contract play out and just walk away from her in a graceful-like manner? Um, I would not be surprised if – I would not be surprised. Well, first things first, let's, let's you know, good for, you know, for Jamel to speak her mind. That's really what it boiled down to. Good for her for for her speaking her mind. Um, I can understand both sides of it. Um, and when she apologized and how she apologized, I thought it was, you know, it was the right thing to do. And she said, you know, she apologized for putting ESPN in that spotlight or in that bad light, but she's not apologizing for her comments that she made. Right. So I thought that was, you know, I, I'm completely fine with that, you know, um, because – I can understand both sides of that aspect of it. Now, whether they keep her or continue to keep her, you know, that will probably be up to ESPN. I really see this dying down because as long as Jamil is not in the limelight, it's not really being affecting her. And once this plays down, um, it'll be something else probably in the next couple of weeks or a month where somebody else say something and people are all going to forget about Jamil Hill. And she's going to go right back to doing what she does in ESPN. And I think they're going to continue doing that from now on. Now, with that being said, I really think that Jamel Hill could do more if she did leave ESPN and try and work on doing something different outside of ESPN. I'm not saying, you know, I think her and Michael Hill can, can they, they pretty much have the top, the hottest um, show for ESPN right now. Because for them to move – his and hers to the 6 p.m. slot is big. And it's going to continue. And I think that as long as everybody's still supporting um, Michael and Jamil, there should be no problems. ESPN should just keep it continual. Now, if I was them, I would probably look at other avenues and other ways where they could be even bigger than where they are right now at ESPN. But I'm pretty sure that that's something that they're already looking into, you know, just to be on the safe side because – no job lasts forever. And I'm pretty sure they seen that with a lot of people that was let go at ESPN a couple of years ago or, you know, a year or two ago. So I think that's something that they're looking at the back of their minds, but they're still the hottest, one of the hottest shows that ESPN has. And if anything was to happen to that show, then best believe that everybody's going to be completely upset about it. So I think Jamel did what she had to do. And, you know, now that she's back on the air, she could continue doing what she does. And that's, you know, and that's just be who she is. Well, you know, I follow Jamel Hill on Twitter. And she gets a lot of negative responses um, from anything that she tweets, really. Um, folks saying that, you know, she's garbage, her show is garbage, wish she wasn't on air. Uh, ESPN is this for putting them at the six. They suck. They this, they that. Now, I've not checked ratings, so I don't know what their ratings are like for that time slot or ratings as far as um, the popularity of the show. But, you mm -hmm. know, I listen to local radio stations, the D.C. And, you know, let me stop saying not stations, a particular local radio station in D.C., sports radio station. Um when they talk about their favorite ESPN shows, they don't particularly care for ESPN six at the six. They said that they, out of all of their sports center types, whatever that they put out there, they don't even like, they don't like Sage Steele's morning show. Um, they well, Sage, well, Sage Steele, she definitely has a lot of negative, negative, uh, how can I put this? She had some bad publicity in the past where it is warranted. And to be honest, majority, and I'm sorry, but to be honest, the people that have bad press or um, bad press or whatever happened, mm. they're going to always have that negativity follow them no matter what. Right. Well, they like, they like the coast to coast and they like uh, Van Pelts and they like, uh, they like the, my man, I guess when the the two would they do the ESPN LA, they like that version. But you know, I, but that's this hearsay from what I'm hearing. You know, I need to do some research as far as to see how popular 
um, that that show is, because um, I wonder, you know, with all that's been, all the light that's been shown on her, how long will they continue to keep them at? Uh, I guess six o'clock is a prime time spot, you know, as far as news and different things that's going on. So I'm just curious. So I will be keeping an eye out, and I will be tuning back into ESPN here shortly, um, just because of college football. Of course, you know, and uh, stuff like that. But it's unfortunate, but you know, it's the times we're in. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, and to be honest, um, and this is what we were saying. We had a conversation about this when they suspended Jamel Hill, um, especially the people on Twitter. Um, the problem is, is that you know, there's not a lot of the people that usually comments on social media, whether it's positive or negative, majority of people that responds to negativity on there is so amazing. Like the trolling is just, is at an all time high. And people have to understand that, you know, when you promote something like that, when you get on social media, there's going to be times where you may say something where trolls is just going to just continue to harp on you and harp on you. And yeah, there's going to be some negativity that was, you know, there are, you know, people that are actually how they feel. But in actuality, social media is just what it is. It's, you know, people just saying whatever. And you can't really take that to heart. And the problem is, is that you have people here that believe that social media is the end all be all. You know, you got people communicating only through social media about how they really feel. And there's consequences of those, you know, whether good or bad, you know, it's just how it is. And I think that we are living in a time where it seems like social media is so much more important than anything else at this stage. So. I think that, I don't know, Jamel Hill, again, what she did on social media, that's her opinions that, you know, but when it reflects to ESPN, how they handled it, whatever the case may be, it's just, it's social media. People are going to always going to comment about it, whether it's good or bad. So. Right, right. right. Well, well, we'll see. Uh, I would like to see them continue because I think they're pretty good. Um, but, you know, they bring a, a different take to sports, even though they show highlights and stuff, but they, they just bring a, a different take and a different, uh, different, uh, a different visual towards the, uh, towards, you know, how they look at things in the sports and such. So. And, and I mean, also not, to, you know, but ESPN also have to understand that, you know, they did relieve a lot of, you know, they did let go of a lot of familiar faces in ESPN. So um, I don't think that, you know, Jamil and, and Michael and that time slot, I just don't think that that's like the end-all, be-all reason for it. ESPN has been going down um, as far as viewerships is concerned because there's so many other media outlets out there. I mean, people now have, you know, don't even have to watch ESPN. They could go on their phones and look at Beecher Report, you know, for updated apps. And, you know, I think that's where their competition is lies in. And you see where other people, even the people that left ESPN, some people went to Fox, some people went to other media outlets, some people went to the Bleacher Report. So you have to understand, like, you know, ESPN is trying to do some things to get up with the times. And, you know, they have to understand that certain things that they hold so, so important is not always the end, the reason why they're losing their viewership. Exactly. I, I was shocked when I saw that uh, Andy Katz, is on the Big Ten Network now, covering uh, Big Twelve basketball. I was watching the Big Twelve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Big Ten Media Day, and he was he was part of the group. You know, I think he, this is uh, he just signed on with them. So, I mean, ESPN was that but that behemoth for such a long time, but now they're they're facing competition. Like you said, cord cutting. Um, they they make all their money with you know cable packages and people are not having the cable packages like they once were. Heck, I think I saw where you could watch the World Series on, on live stream on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> you know, so they're making it more and more accessible where you don't necessarily need cable. So ESPN is going to be suffering here for a while. 
and they, they put out all those high profile, high, you know, they, they been in one contracts and paying out boatloads of monies to, to all these different uh, avenues. And, and now they're seeing how things and it's not working out in their favor. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, things will take a, a turn, you know, uh, but we'll see. It's just something to watch out in the, the upcoming years and see how things pan out. That's what competition do for you when you, when competition comes in and they challenge you and get, you know, much more hipper to where the fact that they're drawing more people in, that's what does. So mm-hmm. we'll see how ESPN responds to it. Right, right. Now, before we continue on, though, we need to take a quick break to thank our sponsors for allowing us to, to for just being who they are and supporting us at Guys Talking Sports. So, again, we'd like to thank our sponsors and check, the, check them out. Ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what's team to bet on this week. You got the Patriots or the Steelers, Chicago or Detroit. But let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously. Just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. I and we, guys talking sports, would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me and to all of us in the podcast. That's why we are urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use promo code GUYSTALK to activate the offer. That's G-U-Y-S-T-L-T-A-L-K, G-U-Y-S-T-A-L-K to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. Thank you, mybookie.ag, for your your support, and thank you again for your sponsorships. Now, let's get right back into it. Um, we talked covered about the NFL. We talked about Jamel Hill. Um, real quick, I don't know if you caught um, the media about with Cam Newton, and I don't know if we talked touched it on it yet, but just real quick on your take on Cam Newton walking out on the media today. Well, well we all know he has – he can catch a tude. <laughs> on his, his situation, his scenario, so – I guess somebody I didn't I, I heard about it I don't I didn't I didn't hear about the line of questioning or or you know what caused him to, to kind of walk out but obviously he's agitated I'm sure he's agitated based on his play the season they should be doing better than what they are um, probably get a lot of questions and uh, but it seems as though when he I mean he played really well after that whole thing with the female reporter. And then he kind of regressed back to the quarterback he was, in the, you know, the, the weeks before. So I'm not sure what's really going on in his head. His arm, his shoulder seems like he's back to, you know, 100%. So I don't know. Uh, Cam is Cam. In that regard, he is who he is. I mean, he's no different than Marshawn Lynch. You know? That is true, too. That's so true. He's going what to do. You know, like – did you? Did, I'm sure you read about when he got kicked out of that game. He left the stadium, came back, and went to watch the rest of the game from the, uh, the from the fan from the stands. Ah, that was typical Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> and, and yet, you don't hear nothing about Oakland disciplining him. You don't hear nothing about he's being suspended because he left his, left the team. Nothing. Ain't nobody gonna mess with Marshawn. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. Cam is this gonna be who Cam is? Cam is gonna be pouty. He's gonna be moody. He's gonna do whatever. But when come Sunday, he's gonna start. He's gonna suit up and start a quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, we, we might as well just get past this. You know, why is he acting this way? This is it is. He is who he is. 
No, I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. But it's funny because, you know, not too long ago, Cam was the face of the NFL. Like, you know, he was leading his team to the Super Bowl. Right. And now look at this. Like, it's just like you don't want to be bothered with anybody at this point. You know, it, I'm pretty sure that if it wasn't mandatory to do press, um, to, to talk to the press, he would just, just, you know, go play football and go home and that'd be it. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Cam is going to be Cam. So uh, there's nothing I can say about that. Right, right. So let's move off to the NFL and get right into the Major League Baseball and the World Series starting right now with the Dodgers leading the Houston Astros. Um, they, be they beat them in the first game of the World Series. So real quick, let me get your take on the World Series and what you think. Uh, two best teams in baseball, both won 100 games each, or what, 100 or more games. Um, it's all about want to at this point. You know, who wants to, who wants it more? Um, if LA comes out and takes a two game, two game lead, I will probably, probably run with LA. I still think LA is going to win. Um, but if they, if they come out here and win the first two games in LA, and they managed to take one in, um, in Houston, it's a wrap for Houston. It's a wrap. You know, uh, it's been a long time since L.A. won a real series. I know they're starved uh, for a championship out there, just like Houston. They're starved for a championship, too. Uh, you know, I'm happy for Houston as far as, you know, with the, uh, the hurricane damage and everything that went on down there. I, I'm sure that, you know, they're using the Astros as a rallying point to get behind for faith and all that good stuff. No different than uh, – but 9-11, when the Yankees were in the World Series of 9-11, you know. So, um, I'm sure they're just rallying behind that whole thing. And But, bottom line, I just think that uh, if 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 it if Houston manages to win game two, I think it'll go seven, but I'm still going L.A. Um, but if, if, Houston, if uh, L.A. wins both games uh, and they take one in Houston, I don't think it'll get past the uh, six. I agree with you. Um, I really, I'm, I, my heart says LA is going to take this, but I, I am rooting for Houston to win as well because the same reason you you said exactly. I think Houston needs this type of win um, for their city. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this continues on. But I really think that LA is, you know, the Dodgers right now. I think they have the edge and a slight advantage over Houston right now in this World Series. So be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, to be honest, I wanted to go at least six or seven games because that way it'll showcase how good both teams are and play to that last game. And hopefully, you know, something comes out of it where it's more enjoyable for everybody in the world that's watching the World Series. I know majority of the baseball fans is watching it, but just something a little bit more extra than what it is right now. Um, to play, you know, for it to have other t people who don't watch the World Series, have them start watching it to see, you know, whatever is there, you know, whether it's a little bit of drama, close innings, going to extra innings in each of the next five games. I think that would be something that, you know, a lot of people are looking for and, and hopefully they'll get to that point. But like I said, I agree with you about LA. They just have that edge and you know, I would love to see Houston win it for the city, though. Honestly, I think I think the, the series with the Yankees really took a toll on Houston. Um, I think it really put them on an emotional roller coaster. Um, but it also showed that Houston has not won a road game. So it's evident they lost all three when they played in New York. They lost their first game in L.A., and I'm not sure the score now. Um, I know they're playing. That much I do know. Um, but I'm not sure of the score. Right now, it looks like LA. Um, no, it's 1 1, top of the six. Yeah. So Houston got to break that, you know, they got to win the game on the road. If they win a game on the road, then, you know, I can see it go seven. But if, if L.A. pulls out some theatricals and and um, 
and wins the game, you know, wins the game tonight, then I don't see I, – I just can't see. It could possibly go seven because then if, if L.A. loses all three in Houston, but L.A. has just been too tough all year. You know, I don't, I don't see them losing three games in a row. But nobody saw – nobody thought Houston could lose three games in a row to Yankees either, so anything's possible. So that's why they play the game, you know. Um, yeah. And that's what makes Major League uh, Baseball postseason so electric is because it's this it's, – it's when the best players step up and, and shine. You know, pitching is at its best and scoring is at a premium. So That is true. We're looking forward to how to see how the series progresses. Hmm. All right. Wow. Well, um, right now we'll get out of the major league. And I don't know if there's anything that you want to talk in regards to, like, the NBA that's out there. Um, something I don't really think there's anything special in regards to the NBA unless you have something that you want to discuss. Nah, it's still early. You know, I'm curious to see how Boston is going to respond. With the loss of uh, of Gordon, um, but outside of that, you know, and that, this whole Eric Bledsoe thing. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. let's start there. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Phoenix, first of all, firing their head coach Earl Watson for three game in three games during the season. Let me ask you, what is your take on that? Do you think it was fair? No, I think this is that they knew they had a disgruntled player and they figured if they get rid of the coach, he'll, he'll calm down. Um, but it's again uh, how the NBA kind of dictates how things move, you know, just like in Houston when they fired Mikel. You know, they didn't want to lose, uh, they didn't want to lose the beard over Mikel. So what are they going to do? They're going to fire Mikel, get somebody else in there. Not like uh, their coach now is any any better than Mikel. He was still winning 50 games under Mikel, too. So, yeah. But uh, I'm sure it was a scenario where they figured, oh, shit, let's let's get rid of the coach. So I'm sure it's the coach is the reason why he's unhappy. And they come to find out they fired the coach, and the dude is still unhappy. He still wants to trade. So now they lost their coach, but they could have kept their coach and and trade their players. So, and, and I'm hearing they're having a really difficult time because they want nice young talent for them, and nobody's really trying to come up off their talent. I heard the Knicks are the ones that are really interested, but they're not trying to come off of Nicolina um, for the trade because they believe that Nicolina is going to turn out to be a good, a good player. Well, they did offer Nicolina or and or uh, Herman Gomez um, to um, for him. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm to be honest, I kind of agree with what the Knicks are doing. Um, I don't think bringing in Bledsoe would have helped them um, in any shape or form. Um, but I will say this, uh, that whole thing with Phoenix is just a fiasco. I mean, like how they was getting beat the last three games was just, those first three games was just crazy. And what's crazy about it is because when they sent Eric Bledsoe home, they win their first game. So that shows how dysfunctional he must've been with the team. Right. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I wonder how they're going to handle this situation going forward. I'm very curious to see who is going to really take Eric Bledsoe. Um, I don't think they're going to get anything in return at this point that's going to matter. Um, I heard rumblings about them um, talking about um, working out a trade with Denver, but I don't know if that's going to go. But you shouldn't – I mean, people – I mean, Phoenix, Eric Bledsoe was not going to stay there to help rebuild the team, especially if the team wasn't winning or at least showing any effort. And there was times on that game on their games where you could see that there was no effort there. And even with Bledsoe, it was just felt that he just didn't care anymore at that point. Um, so I I I want to see what they do. They need to make a clean break. Um, I don't think keeping Jay Triano Triano as their interim head coach is gonna make things better. They they really need to bring someone in. Hopefully they'll do that and from what I'm hearing, it's all about their management being the way that it is. Is why it's so dysfunctional to begin with. So they're in the same class, from what I'm hearing, as the Knicks, um, where the management is just so dysfunctional, it's not even funny anymore. So we'll see well, if there's any changes made. Well, um, too bad. I, I, too bad they don't have scenarios with uh, 
like football, you know, or football where you could just release a player, you know, he ain't gonna get his money, he ain't gonna get paid, whatever. You know, buy him out of his uh, guaranteed contract or, you know, however that works and be done with it. But, um, I mean, he could go overseas if he can't find what he needs here. <laughs> but but I, 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 okay. I, I, I just don't see where or how he's going to he's going to be effective. You know, he's not going to go anywhere to any contenders. No. And, Nobody's going to want to sit there and part with nice young prime talent for a dude that you know, unless he's going to a, a contender. Nobody's going to want to pass, you know, give up on good pieces just to bring a one piece in and they're going to lose depth on their bench or possibly lose somebody that can develop to be somebody really nice in the future. So, I mean, everybody keeps talking about Cleveland, you know, because they got that 2018 first round pick for, from the Nets. But Cleveland's like, nah, 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 because we don't know what the heck's going on with LeBron, so we need to go ahead and just, you know, make sure that we keep that in place uh, and uh, keep it moving, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen next year. So <laughs> I understand that Cleveland wants to win, but Cleveland is not going against their better judgment to the sacrifice for one year and then go back to complete mediocrity moving forward. So, uh Milwaukee would be a good place for him, but you know who, who's Milwaukee going to give up for him? That's the bigger thing. I can't. Nah, I can't. That would be. That, I'm sorry. That would be disastrous mm-hmm. because they have. I mean, Eric Bledsoe is not the type of person Milwaukee would need. Like I'm. I mean, be honest with you. And to be honest, I really don't see any team going after um, Eric Bledsoe, who is potentially a playoff team. So, I I do. There are some teams out there like they could probably finagle some some dealings around it, um, but it'd be huh? Oh, I thought you said something. But I right now Eric Bledsoe right now he he can't he can't control his destiny. That's really what it boils down to. It's not like he has a no trade clause, so he can really say he wants to be traded. But to be honest, Phoenix controls that. Right. It'll be very interesting to see what they do, what they offer, and if that change makes a difference in what Phoenix does. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm sure by next week we'll have a great conversation about where he ended up because I know they want to get rid of him soon. Yes, definitely. I agree with that as well. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think now it's a good time to put an end to this podcast and i would like to thank everybody for checking us out um so adrian man let them know where they can reach you at uh you can find me on twitter at adrian cat one nine six three yes adrian no i'm sorry Dad, i can always confuse this <laughs> cat daddy one nine six three uh cat daddy one nine six three c-a-t-d-a-d-d-y one nine six three on twitter <laughs> and of course you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram I am Al Qualls again Twitter I am Al Qualls um, we'd like to thank you guys for checking us out and checking out another edition of Guys Talking Sports excuse me um, make sure you subscribe make sure you subscribe we're on iTunes we're on the Google Podcast we're also on SoundCloud and once Earl Ross comes back from his special assignment He'll, you know, we'll, we'll get caught up and get caught up on a lot of stuff that's going on again in sports. But until then, again, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank all our sponsors. We really appreciate it as well. Until next time, guys, y'all take care. <laughs>